This is a summary on the second second sicha of Parshas Balak. Look at the sichas Chelagid Gimel. To be quite frank, it is an extremely hard sicha to give a summary on because this is a highly unusual sicha of the Rebbe, which is focused on essentially being a commentary on the Chumash and going through why the Maimonides learns the verses this way and why Rashi learns it in a different way, going throughout the psukim of a prophecy in this week's Parsha, which is very unusual. And, the re- and, and, and why is the Rebbe doing this? Because these are such important psukim and such an important topic. And this is one of this week's Parsha is one of the only two times in the Chumash where it has explicitly and very expressive prophecies about the final redemption of the Jewish people, about Mashiach. The other one is found in Parshas Nitzavim, and, the, and one of them is right here. It talks about Melech HaMashiach, the King Messiah, the ultimate redemption of the Jewish people and the world. And uh, so it's a topic worth discussing in detail. And uh, essentially, Maimonides, the Rambam, when he discusses these psukim in the 11th chapter in the Book of Kings, he goes through these verses and he says, he explains them differently than the Rashi does. And the Rebbe wants to understand the differences between the Ramam's approach and Rashi's approach. Now, what's the context of these psukim? The context is that this is the, that Bilam is trying to curse the Jewish people and God puts blessings in his mouth each time. This occurs three times. After this happens three times, Bullock tells Bilam, Run away to your home. We wanted to honor you, but you're a great failure, and you failed us, and leave. And he said, indeed, I'm going to leave. In chapter, in, in, in chapter 24, verse 14, he says, But now, before I leave, I'm going back to my people. Let me advise you and explain to you what these people are going to go do to your people in the end of days. And then it began, it began this prophecy. And essentially, to boil it down, to boil the situation down, the machlekes between Rashi and the Rambam, the argument, according to Rashi, the focus of what he's telling him is this whole prophecy and the context. He prefaces his remarks. He said, what's the context? The context is that I'm here to tell you that you, Balak, who you don't have to worry. Your people, the nation of Moyav, does not have to worry about being destroyed by the Jewish people, it's going to happen at a later date in the end of days when they will truly be destroyed. So in other words, the focus is not about Mashiach. This is not a prophecy about Mashiach, according to Peshut according to Rashi. This is a prophecy about the future of the people of Mayav and insofar as it relates to the Jewish people. As part of that, in a detail in that, he's mentioning what's going to be with your people. And the eventual fate of your people is going to be shared with the rest of the world in the end of days, in the times of Mashiach. So even though he mentions the end of days, the primary focus is not on that, but rather the fact that you're not going to be destroyed now. With that understanding, when Rashi actually comes and arrives at the verses, and he says that I see in the future a great man. Um, he's not close, distant future. And a star shoots forth, shot forth from Jacob. And a rod rises from Israel. A rod represents a king who controls with a stick. But what does a what does a star mean? I see a star going out from Jacob. So Rashi has a problem with saying that it's also going on a king. He doesn't have this concept 
that a king should be referred to as a star. A star, if, if we want to speak in terms of control of the world, of how you give light to the world and energy to the world, and in terms of the control you wield, that you differentiate between day and night, etc., then use the sun, use the moon, like we find the Chumash using for Jacob, how prominent he was. Don't use a star. What does a star represent? A star doesn't show on power. What? Why? And it doesn't. And, and a star is a. Uh, he doesn't believe it's a thinking being. So Rashi has a big problem with that, and therefore Rashi translated in a very simple way that it means mazel, like good luck, or the uh, the constellation. He says the the mazel of the Jewish people will rise, will rise, and then a king will arise. So, and then the pesukim continue. And being that in the opening volley, in the opening verse, when it talks about the king, it doesn't mention two. It doesn't make mention two mentions of a king. It's two different ideas. It mentions about the mazel of the Jewish people, the fortune of the Jewish people will rise, and then a king will arise. Rashi learns that, as far as I'm concerned, until you force me to say that we're referring to Mashiach, I don't need to say we're talking about Mashiach, because historically there was a great man named King David, and King David absolutely decimated the Moabites. Absolutely. He destroyed them. He annihilated, he annihilated them. Not completely. They were survivors. And it wasn't a complete decimation. Maybe a third of the Moabites were wiped out by him. But he completely destroyed them from being a country as they were before. They were the enemies of the Jewish people for hundreds of years. They, they, they were a, 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 a thorn in the side of the Jewish people. A terrible enemies, bitter enemies of the Jewish people. David, Hamelech, King David finally dealt with them. So Rashi learns that all of the verses, until he's forced to say we're talking about Mashiach, are not talking about Mashiach. Let's talk about the king that we're talking about. But then in verse 19, it says, A leader will rise, a leader from Jacob shall rule. And Rashi says, I don't understand. Till now you've been using the word Yisrael. Become Shevet, the king is called a rod from Israel. Why are we here all of a sudden? Are we going to Yaakov? Which is more reminiscent of the part of the verse earlier which spoke about the mazel, the star rising in Israel, the, um, the mazel, the fortune of the Jewish people. So Rashi says, and Rashi knows that there has to be another a mention of Mashiach here because in the original prophecy he says, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen in the end of days. So at this point in verse 19, Rashi learns, oh, I have my chance. This is going on a new leader on Yaakov. However, to really be sure about that, that this Pasuk is going on Yaakov, he learns that from the end of this verse when it says, He will destroy the remnant of a city, which assumes a great city, without even mentioning it. So Rashi says it means the city, the main city, which Rashi says is Rome, the city of Rome, the ultimate city of the world, the metropolitan of the world. And he says we already have a prophecy in the prophets, where the prophet says, There won't be a remnant of the house of Esav. So a very similar wording. It says the remnant will be destroyed from, the, from a city. Or from, and over there it says that there won't be a remnant. So Rashi says clearly this Pasuk is going on Mashiach. And it means that the mazel, the fortune of the Jewish people will rise again. A new fortune after the after the fortune had set, so to speak, the sun had set on the Jewish people. A new fortune will arise after King David, and that will be the King Mashiach. And that is what the context of our verse is going on.
Maimonides, however, has a different approach. And Maimonides learns that, and, and, and Maimonides learns that, no, this entire prophecy is about the end of days. And the way he would learn the original Pasuk is not that I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to your people, as if the entire focus is on the Moabites. No. The main focus is what's going to happen He's explaining why am I prophesizing now about what's going to be in the end of days because the reason is because I want to let you know what's going to happen to your people. However, the focus is on the end of days. And according to the Rambam, each verse has a double phrase and it goes back and forth between the first Mashiach and the final Mashiach, the first savior of the Jewish people who saved us from all our enemies and destroyed all our enemies and kept the people secure and safe and on top of the world, which of course ushered in the era of King Solomon. So that's how the Rambam learns the Pasuk. And he's able to do this and he feels comfortable doing this because the very first volley, when it says, Maimonides has an opinion, which he describes in the first section of his book, that the planets are sentient beings. Not only are they sentient, they are more knowledgeable and greater than the intellect of human beings. They're not as great as angels, but they're greater than human beings. That's what Maimonides writes. Ah, you're going to ask, where's the brain and so on? That's a very narrow perspective, but you're assuming to know what intelligence is and that it's limited to a brain. Maimonides tells us, and that is, this is Maimonides' opinion. And being that he has his opinion, according to that, the Maimonides says it makes perfect sense that because that's what a king is supposed to be. A king is supposed to be the greatest and smartest and most mighty of all the nation, of the entire nation. And therefore, it's going on a king. A star will rise in Israel. That's one king. That's a repetition. A rod will rise in Israel. Where you're repeating the exact same thing twice. And he says, therefore, one is going on King David, who was, the, like we said a moment ago, the first Mashiach. And then it's going on the second Mashiach, the final Mashiach. And it goes on in the description of the entire world until it, we usher in the era of Mashiach. And that is the context, in short, that sums up the approach that Rebbe gives to how to understand the debate between Rashi and the Ramam, how to learn these psukim. Both of them agree that we're discussing what's going to happen in the end of the days with Mashiach. The question is, how exactly? Is it the entire prophecy, verse by verse? Or is it just the final end of the prophecy as Rashi learns.